What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is a solo episode of Ask Me Anything, where you get to ask me anything. So if you want to ask me a question, the best place to do it is on Instagram. So go to at Ingersoll, N-I-K, at I-N-G-E-R-S-O-L-L-N-I-K on Instagram and shoot me a DM with whatever you'd like to know. Uh, Happy to give you her name or handle a shout out as well. So if you'd like that, just tell me that you would. So without any further ado, let's get into some of these tasty, tasty questions. The first question comes from Dan. He wants to know, what is your favorite quote unquote life lesson quote? quote, quote, quote. Um, So I don't love life lesson quotes per se, but I do have one that I really do like. And it goes something like this. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. So if you don't uh, fully get that on the first one, I'll read it again, but it's essentially a circular reference. So hard times create strong men, and those strong men create good times, and those good times create weak men, and those weak men create hard times. And it goes in a circle over and over again. So that is my favorite life lesson quote. If you can call it a life lesson quote, I don't know, um, but I would say it is that one. All right. Second question. Carl with the K wants to know if you could inspire a movement, what would you bring out uh, in terms of having the most good uh, to bring out of people? Uh, That is a terribly worded question, Carl. I forgive you. I don't think English is your first language, but his real question was, if you were to start a movement to benefit the most amount of people, what would it be? And my answer to that question uh, is to create your own future. So I've been experimenting with this idea a little bit at least so i started a small clothing brand uh it is iso 8859 you can go to iso8859.com and check it out if you want but the entire premise of it is essentially to create your own future like nobody else needs to create the future for you you are solely and entirely in charge of what you want to do with your life it's not the drugs it's not your parents it's not the college system it's not the man man it's none of those things it's you bitch. So do something with it. Uh, the future is, is, is the, uh, the owner of the future is one and that one is you. So go out and fucking do something. And that is the movement that I would expand and create and get broad based awareness on if any movement, uh, that would be the one. So ISO8859.com. Peep it out. Uh, It's in the very early stages. I'm just sort of experimenting with it. So uh, let me know what you think about that. Uh, Next question comes from RickyRS7. He wants to know how I feel about remote positions. I have a remote salesman and it's impossible to know if they are crushing it. The first thing is that I'm just, my general proclivity to, you know, remote working is that I like it because I like freedom. I like freedom in every single facet and form. I don't love to think about, oh, I gotta go to this office nine to five and then I gotta, don't cuss because it's somebody sensitive and all that shit. Look, 
Freedom is the game. And so you want to give people freedom that deserve the freedom. The problem, of course, is some people are lazy bitches and so they don't deserve freedom and etc. But uh, for me, I am a fan of the remote working environment. I know some people, uh, I know Four Sigmatic has a no office policy. Shout out to Taro. It's a weird uh, concept, but I like the concept, actually, where you don't have an office. And in fact, there is a no office policy. There's a few different ways that you can measure this. So one is to use something like Hubstaff, where it takes screenshots of the person working um, while they're working. And so they clock in, clock out. You see how productive they were on their screen time. It gives you this readout. It's like, oh, they were 90% productive today or whatever, based on their mouse clicks and their typing and whatever they've been doing on the screen. And also you get to see sort of what they have been doing. So I think that's one way to control for it. The other one is to have very specific roles for everybody, because if you have very specific roles, then it's going to be pretty obvious if somebody's not doing something. Now, somebody like a sales guy is a little bit different because if they truly are a sales guy, they got to be traveling a lot. So there's a great deal of trust that comes with those sales folks. Shout out to all the sales folks out there slanging things. So that is what I would say about that. Madison wants to know who are some of your biggest inspirations? <sighs> biggest inspirations. Um, yeah, again, I'm a terrible person to ask this type of question to because I don't really have, like, you know, the whole mentor, people that I aspire to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, never really had that. So, um, I would say one of my biggest inspirations or the only inspiration really is from my father. Um, you know, he passed away, what's it been now, you know, 2013, so it's been a while, um, and, you know, he was my best friend, he's the one that raised myself and my brother, and when I think about inspiration, I just think about the things that he was never able to do and experience in his life, and unfortunately, his life ended very early, he passed away at 48, and, you know, it's it's something like you think about something as simple as is going and traveling somewhere to a different country. And I think, man, my dad is 48 years old. He never got the chance to do that. He never got the chance to run his own business. He not, he never got the chance to do a whole bunch of things to be on a podcast to create your own podcast and things. And like a lot of that I think is inspiring to me because you know, it's, it's, things that that he just never got to do. And so, um, you know, for me, my biggest inspiration comes from myself. It comes from an internal place, not an external place. But if there's one external place that I'd have to give credit, it'd be to my pops. All right. Uh, okay. Kale wants to know. Kale with a C. Kale both bluff. I don't know. Uh, most important part about branding in the early stages of making a product. Is there a market for your product? Is there? Is there really? Because sometimes what people will do is say, oh, dude, I made this cool thing, dude. And like sometimes like what you do, man, is you put it in your hand and then you fucking like wrap it around your wrist and then it's a bracelet. But then it can switch into a ring, too. And then I'm like, OK, cool, man. So who, have you, you know, have you seen if anybody likes this idea? And it'll usually go something like, oh, well, I gave it to my mom or my brother or my friend or my whoever. And of course, all those people love you and they're going to hopefully support you in what you're doing. 
So I would say market fit is the number one most important thing. Does your product have a market fit? And does the brand have a market fit? Are the other brands in the competitive space doing something uh, that you're trying to do? And if so, then you need to do something they're not doing. Like where is the opportunity zone? So see what the opportunity zone is in terms of your competition, the way they position their products. Thoughtful design is always very important. Make the thing look pretty. I know it sounds somewhat rudimentary. Some people don't have the eye for design, right? Like some people are accountants or whatever, and not that those things are mutually exclusive, but some people, uh, you know, can't uh, paint their walls and their floor a color that, that matches and looks normal. So if you got to deploy some self-awareness here, I think that uh, you want to have appealing packaging, even if it's not the actual product that... Uh, carries that design you want some aesthetics that look sexy um and other than that i would say the brand name so your your brand platform keep in mind whatever name you go with it's gonna be a beast to change that thing later you don't want to do that nobody wants to start out with a brand and then you know change the whole thing over and look it's worked for sure uh but you don't want to pivot if you don't got to so i would see say be very very mindful of that brand name and how that platform will work for you and all of your future products all right Wild Dreamer, love the name. I uh, didn't get your actual name. Wild Dreamer, Wild Dreamer 17 wants to know what my favorite brand is. I have a ton of favorite brands. Um, I'll name a few. So one is Epic Bar. So if you don't know about Epic, or I guess now it's Epic Provisions, Provisions, sounds super fancy. Uh, they started out by making some bison bars. So it was a bison cranberry energy bar. And I know that probably sounds gross to a lot of you, but I'm just here to tell you now. It is so fucking delicious. So if you're in Whole Foods or Sprouts or whatever, uh, go and get one of those things. They are Mm, so delicious and yes i know the founders all right but still i just i'm like a major epic fanboy for the brand i really love that brand they have the whole animal project where they're trying to use the entire animal to make all the stuff and the aesthetic looks dope it's like this old school almost like an old western type of thing uh they did this crazy elk hunt documentary style deal um i just love epic provisions so uh that would be one for sure Another brand that I really like is Glock, which is the manufacturer of pistols. Um, I have a Glock. Uh, a lot of people do. The cops carry them. Um, Glocks are just dope. They're all gunmetal gray, kind of a dark black, very minimalistic for a gun brand. They don't have a bunch of weird, like, extra special stuff going on. Not a lot of weird, fancy designs. It's just a very minimal brand, so I very much like that one. It's also very kind of classic. Another brand that I like is Kuyu, which is K-U-I-U. You, and they make ultralight backcountry hunting gear. So all of the hunting gear that I have is all Kuyu. And it's for a couple of reasons. One, when I go bow hunting, I go deep, deep into the backcountry. And so I'm hiking, you know, anywhere from five to 20 miles in a day. So I need my stuff to be super lightweight and also extremely tough and reliable. So that's what I wear. I have a Kuyu backpack, pants, shirt, 
hat, the whole giddy. Um, and I really like the brand. You know, they go out, they make fantastic content. They're filming cool hunts that they do deep in the mountains. And um, just overall, the, the camo patterns that they use are super cool looking. I just like Kuyu a lot. Uh, another brand I really love is Ducati. Um, that was a terrible motorcycle noise. I can do much better. Uh, Ducati. Uh, why? Because I own one. Why? Because I love motorcycles. Uh, I also like uh, Harley and um, Triumph and I like a lot of motorcycles, but I would say Ducati as a brand is probably my favorite. I also like the brand NoCo, the No Carb Company. It is a Swedish brand and now they're in the US. They make energy drinks. If you've ever seen any of those other energy drinks that have creatine and branch chain amino acids and that kind of thing, they all stole the idea from NoCo in Sweden. Shout out to Sweden. Um, so yeah, that is where I will stop myself for my favorite brands because all of you are probably tired of listening to what they are. All right. Next question comes from Jake. He wants to know who my dream guest on the podcast would be. My dream guest for the podcast, if you're out there, would be Elon Musk. Uh, why? Because I think he's a super cool dude. Um, I think that his mind works in ways that I uh, also like and can relate to in many ways. Um, so yeah, dream guest equals Elon. Holler at your boy. Uh, what else will we got? If I could live anywhere else, this is from Blake. If you had to live anywhere else besides the United States, where would it be and why? So fortunately, over the past few years, I've traveled all over the world, and I've been super fortunate to do that. It's been pretty awesome. So, you know, Asia and Europe and South America and all over the place. And honestly, I could live anywhere. I could just, I could be happy living anywhere. I feel like, you know what? You want to send me to Guatemala? Cool. Want to send me over to Burma, Myanmar? Not a problem. Want to send me over to Iceland? Even better, I could live anywhere. So I don't know if I could just pick one. Um, what I would probably pick is to live two to four months in one spot uh, every year. So maybe, yeah, maybe you have every three months you move somewhere new. I think that is what I would do. And let's see, what other questions do we have here? These goddamn Google Sheet. Okay. Megs, M-E-G-Z, Fitzgerald wants to know, what is the last thing that you taught someone? So, um, this is hilarious. It's the last thing. So, uh, the very last thing I taught somebody was two hours ago, and it was telling my friend, teaching him how to properly uh, check your gun in to travel with it at the airport. Uh, so, that's what I did. Um, and spoiler alert, what you do is you have to get a locking case and uh, obviously have your firearm unloaded with a lock through it if it's a pistol, etc. Barrel off, it's a shotgun. Boom, put that thing in a locked case. Two locks, clang, clang. Uh, combination or key and then uh, take it to Southwest or whoever you're flying with and say, hey, I got a gun. Here it is. And you're good to go. We're going hunting. That is why I had to teach him that. Um, let's see. Last question. <sighs> JK Millen wants to know, how did you find the way to push forward for your dreams and open your own business? Um, I've probably answered this a million different ways, but I'm going to try to answer it in a different one. Um, I just don't know anything else, man. Um, I've never had a real job job, you know? Um, I've never had to, like, go into corporate environment X with a collared shirt and some dockers on. 
or whatever. Um, you know, I've had like labor jobs. I've uh, worked at a rest home. I sold cable door to door. I've dug ditches and shaved sheep and delivered newspapers and dealt blackjack at private parties as a contractor and stuff. But I've never had like an official show up to work today, kid, and bring me them TPS reports. I, uh, I've never had one of those. So, um, for me, I've known nothing else. I've never wanted to do anything else. And I have always had a, at minimum, a side job working for myself, and that will always be the case now and into the future. The thought of working for somebody in a corporate environment, for me, is something I just couldn't, I still can't really wrap my head around. So um, that's how I just decided very early on, I just wasn't going to do that, um, and instead uh, start my own shit. And if I have to suffer a bunch, which I did, and if I have to trip a bunch, which I did, uh, then cool. I think it'll work out for the long run, and so far it has, and hopefully it will continue to do that into the future and beyond. So, that is the show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed listening to this thing. Hey, if you haven't done so already, could you subscribe to this thing? Pretty please. Uh, Press subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Honestly, I really would. Uh, And if you really, really like it, share it with your family and friends or your colleagues or your classmates or whoever you may. Um, Because I would appreciate that as well. And that is how the... um, I'm terrible at British accents. That is actually how it would uh, really help the show is to spread the word. And if you'd like to ask me a question on this show, go to Instagram and find me, Nick Ingersoll. You can probably spell my last name because you're listening to this podcast but in case you can't it is ingersoll nik at ingersoll nik which is at i-n-g-e-r-s-o-l-l-n-i-k on the gram slide into those dms don't send me anything weird uh but if you do have a question you can ask me it there and until next time i will chat at y'all in peace